0: Well, good morning, neighbors. Mr. Rogers had a little trouble with his sweater again today. It made him so mad. And didn't the band sound angry? Oh, my goodness. It is good to see you this morning. And as you know, over the last few weeks, we've been sharing a worship series entitled Life Lessons from Mr. Rogers. In this series, what we've been doing is looking at the wisdom of Fred Rogers and our faith for some ways that you and I can live our lives well. Now, today's lesson is entitled, What Do You Do With the Mad That You Feel? It's based on a song that Fred wrote by the same name. Now, the song begins by asking a question. What do you do with the mad that you feel? When you feel so mad, you could bite. Fred wrote this song to help children and adults to learn how to deal with anger. As Fred Rogers himself once put it in an interview, what our world needs is to learn positive ways to deal with our feelings of anger. If we don't know how to manage our anger in healthy ways, well sometimes we hurt other people and we hurt ourselves. Fred Rogers is right, isn't he? So today we want to talk about some healthy ways that you and I can handle our anger. Can I ask you a question? Do you ever get angry? Do you ever have trouble managing your anger? I know I do. For example, a few years ago when I was pastoring a church in Charlotte, I was on my way to visit one of our senior adults in her home. Now, if you've ever driven in Charlotte, you know the traffic there can be absolutely horrible, right? Anyway, that day I was driving down Independence Boulevard, and the car in front of me was going really, really slow. And because traffic was very heavy, I couldn't pass it. Well, after a few minutes of putting along behind this car, my blood began to boil because I just knew this slow driver was going to make me late for my appointment. About that time, there was a break in the traffic, and the lane beside me suddenly opened up. So in what I can only describe as a fit of road rage, I hit the gas, changed lanes, and flew past the slow-moving car, harking my horn as I made a gesture with my hand. You know the one I'm talking about, don't you? Well, here's the kicker. When I finally got to my church member's house, she wasn't home. (laughs) Puzzled, I was about to leave when a car pulled into the driveway that looked vaguely familiar. Getting out of her car, my church member said, Oh, pastor, I'm so sorry that I'm late, but a couple of miles back, some nut honked his horn, made a gesture with his hand, and nearly ran me off the road. I just smiled and said, there's some angry drivers out there, aren't there? We all have things that make us angry. Somebody cuts us off in traffic. Our kid does something we told them not to do for the umpteenth time. A coworker says something that offends us. Carolina loses and Duke wins. Have you seen Pastor Samuel gloating today? Anyway, these experiences can not only make us angry, there are times when we struggle to manage the anger that we feel, especially in ways that are healthy and whole. So how can we manage our anger, the mad that we sometimes feel in a more healthy way? I believe Mr. Rogers and our faith tell us how. First, to manage our anger in healthy ways, we need to understand what anger is. Namely, it's a normal, God-given emotion. You may think that's a strange place to start, but really it isn't. Why? Because many of us grew up with the idea that anger and our faith don't mix. Some of us, we're even taught that getting angry was wrong or sinful, that getting angry is something that people who are trying to follow Jesus just don't do. As a result, when we find ourselves getting angry, we often deny our anger, or we try to bury our anger, or we feel guilty about the presence of anger in our lives. The fact of the matter, however, is anger is not wrong. It's a perfectly normal, God-given emotion. Mr. Rogers expressed this when he said, anger's a normal emotion that we all sometimes feel. It's not good or bad. It's just an indicator that something's wrong. It's like the warning light on our car. It tells us something under the hood needs our attention. One of the healthiest things we can do with our anger is acknowledge this. Mr. Rogers understood that anger was normal, a God-given emotion. And our faith understands this as well. For example, in this morning's scripture, the Apostle Paul is talking to the early Christians about what to do with their anger, with the mad that they feel. And what he says is this, be angry. But don't sin. Be angry, but don't sin. Now think about it. If being angry was not a normal human emotion, Paul wouldn't have said that. Instead, he would have said something like, Don't be angry. Anger's a sin. Run from it. But he doesn't. He says, Be angry, but don't sin. In other words, I believe what Paul is saying is anger is a normal, God-given human emotion. It's what we do with our anger, the anger that we feel, that can be sinful. If you don't believe Paul, think about Jesus. If you read through the Gospels, you'll discover that Jesus got angry a lot. In fact, there are more than 10 references to Jesus being angry. Sometimes it was with the merchants at the temple. Sometimes it was with Jewish leaders. Sometimes it was even with his own disciples. If anger was a sin, Jesus wouldn't have got angry, right? So if you and I want to manage our anger, if we want to do something healthy with the mad that we feel, the first thing we need to do is understand what anger is. It's a normal God-given emotion. It's not a sin. This leads to the second thing that can help us manner our anger, our, the mad that we feel in ways that are healthy. And that is we need to try to understand why we are angry. Now, we didn't read it this morning, but in the Old Testament book of Genesis, uh, there's this familiar story about two brothers, Cain and Abel, right? And in that story, Cain gets angry with his brother Abel. And when he does, God comes to Cain, and God asks Cain a question. God says, Cain, why are you angry? Why are you angry? If you and I want to manage our anger if we want to manage the mad that we feel in healthy ways, that's a really good question to ask. When we feel ourselves experiencing feelings of anger, perhaps we need to pause, if we can, and ask, what is it that's making me angry right now? There are a couple of reasons to do this. First, by asking this question, it allows us to determine if the thing that triggered our anger is really worth being angry about. See, sometimes the things that make you and I angry aren't really worth a response. In those cases, it may be appropriate to simply acknowledge our angry feelings and then let them go. They're not worth our time or our energy. For example, some of you may remember the story of the Hatfields and the McCoys. In case you don't, there were two families from West Virginia who, near the end of the 19th century, got into this terrible feud that lasted several generations, a feud that actually resulted in the tragic deaths of men and women on both sides. Well, I did a little research on the Hatfields and McCoys this week, and do you know what started the feud between those two families? What caused them to spend years nearly destroying each other's lives? An argument over two pigs. Two pigs. You know, some things that trigger our anger just aren't worth our time and our energy. Second, and more importantly, however, asking ourselves why we're angry also allows us to direct our anger at the right person, at the right time. In other words, by taking time to identify the real reason that we are anger keeps us from projecting our anger and causing collateral damage on people who have nothing to do with it. For example, I have a friend who's a pastoral counselor, and he once told me about a young couple that came to him with marital issues. When he asked the wife what the problem was, what she saw was wrong with their marriage, she said, well, the problem is he's always angry with me. No matter what I say, no matter what I do, he finds a way to get mad at it. As they continued to talk, my friend, the pastoral counselor, said he began to explore the husband's anger with him. And as he did, he made an interesting discovery. He discovered that the husband had a very stressful job with an overbearing boss that was very difficult to please. A boss who constantly made this young husband feel like he was a failure. This, of course, often filled the young husband with anger. But he couldn't confront his boss, he thought, without losing his job. As a result, he would come home and he would project his anger on his wife who had absolutely nothing to do with its real source. Fortunately, once my pastoral counselor friend helped that young husband become aware of the true source of his anger, why he was having these feelings, they worked out some ways that he could confront his boss, his situation at work. and would be more honest about how he was feeling. And the young couple's marriage was saved. So, what's the point? If you and I are going to manage our anger, the mad that we feel, in a healthy way, we need to take some time to ask ourselves the question why? Why am I really angry? That leads to the third way that you and I can manage the anger that we feel, and that is we need to express it in appropriate ways. In today's scripture, Paul says, Be angry. It's a normal human emotion, but do not sin. See, Paul understood that anger can be expressed in appropriate ways and in inappropriate ways. So when we get angry, he says we need to express our anger appropriately. Unfortunately, we don't always do that, do we? For example, some of you may have watched the NFC championship last Sunday between the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers. If you did, you know that Philadelphia pretty much dominated the entire game. You may have also noticed, however, that near the end of the game, the players on the 49ers had become very frustrated and very angry with their performance. Rather than express the mad that they were feeling by continuing to play card, they began to throw punches at the Eagle players. And it provoked this huge fight. See, the inappropriate way that they expressed their anger not only resulted in several rejections from the game, but in multiple fines. Expressing our anger in inappropriate ways, in ways that damage and hurt ourselves and others, is not a good way to manage our anger. Fred Rogers understood this. And so he told children... It was okay to be angry. It was okay to be mad. But he told them what mattered most was the way they expressed the mad that they felt. And in the song, what do you do with the mad that you feel? He suggested some appropriate ways. What did he say? He said you can punch a bag or you can pound some dough. You can round up your friends for a game of tag or run to see how fast you can go. In his own life, Fred Rogers had two ways that he would express his anger. Sometimes he would pound on piano keys, making angry sounds, until his anger began to soften. And other times he would go to the pool where he swam each morning, and he would swim as fast as he could until he felt his anger begin to subside. If you don't have a piano or a pool, Mr. Rogers once said, reach for something else, creative or healing, as an outlet for your anger. This could be art or writing or cooking or exercise. I was thinking about that this week when I ran across a quote by singer Alanis Morissette. She said this, When I was young, I was scared to express my anger because of the damage I could do when I expressed it. Then I discovered an appropriate way. I discovered I could express my anger through the lyrics of my songs. Alanis Morissette's discovery, not only helped her express her anger, it helped her sell 33 million albums. Now, it may not help us sell all these records, but Fred Rogers and our faith remind us to manage our anger, we need to express it in ways that are appropriate, that don't hurt others or ourselves. There's one final way to manage the anger, the mad that we feel, however, and that is we may need to know when we need help and where we can find it. Paul says, don't let the sun go down on your anger and give the devil an opportunity. In other words, once you know what your anger is, and why you were angry, and you found an appropriate way to express your anger, you need to let it go. Why do we need to let our anger go? Because as a friend of mine says, hanging on to anger is like dancing with a tiger. If you hold it close enough for long enough, it will eat you alive. The challenge, however, is this. Although anger is a normal emotion, it's a very, very strong emotion. And sometimes it's hard to process. It's, it's hard to let our anger go. And if we don't process our anger and if we don't let our anger go, however, psychologists tell us, well, it can lead us to feeling like we're always angry. It can result in us blowing our top at every little thing. It can cause us to physically or Mentally abuse others. It can lead to physical and mental health complications. In our own lives. As one research study stated. People who harbor angers. Are four times more likely to die prematurely. Than people who get angry. Deal with it efficiently. And then let it go. Another study said unresolved anger. Puts more stress on our hearts than exercise bikes, public speeches, and making, um, being wrongly accused of a crime. As a result, if we see that we're not processing our anger well, if we begin to feel overwhelmed by our anger, we need to get help. Where do we go for that help? We can turn to a trusted friend or family member. We can turn to one of our pastors or a Stephen minister in our church who can walk with us through our anger We can turn to a counselor who's professionally trained in the art of anger management. Most importantly, however, we can turn to Jesus Christ. As I said earlier, Jesus knows what it's like to be angry, to experience anger. But he also knows how to manage it in healthy and positive ways. And he's willing to help us. Fred Rogers knew this. That's why even though he doesn't mention Jesus by name, he ends the song, What Do You Do With The Mad That You Feel, by saying this, There's something deep inside that helps us become what we can. In other words, if we'll turn to him, the presence of Christ who is deep inside each of us will help us manage our anger in ways that are healthy, in ways that are whole. So what do we do with the mad that we feel? How do we deal with our anger in a way that's healthy and whole? Fred Rogers and our faith show us the way. We need to understand what anger is, a normal human emotion. We need to ask ourselves why we're angry so we'll know whether it's worth it and so we don't project our anger on innocent victims. We need to look for appropriate ways to express our anger. We need to know when we need help processing our anger. And then we need to know where we can turn for the help that we need. If we're experiencing anger this morning, I hope as we come to our Lord's table, we'll begin that process. Let us pray together. Oh, gracious Lord, for the honesty of our faith, we give you thanks, for it recognizes the truth that all of us experience anger from time to time. And so as we come to your table this day, as we prepare to receive this bread and cup, we invite you to meet us here. We invite you to pour out the presence of your Holy Spirit on this bread and on this wine, that they may become for us the body and the blood of Christ, and that as we receive it, the Christ that is within us, might be released to help us deal with the anger that we may feel. We ask, O Lord, all these things in your name, in the name of the one who taught us that when we gather together at your table, we should pray in this way, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day the daily bread.